Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. On today's episode, Noelle and I are going to talk about the stars. (laughs) (laughs) Noelle, what should we uh, even title this episode? Well, um you 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 know and and folks who who know me well uh the winter solstice is one of my favorite days of the year it is a holiday that i personally mark and it's a holiday that frankly reminds me of lumia in mm-hmm. so many different ways and so we're we're going to talk about celebrate and mark the solstice today I don't even know. Um, I'm not big on astrology, uh, although I, of course I've had readings. But I don't even know what the winter uh, solstice, solstice is. Uh, I, I know it's the uh, the day of the year where it's the fewest uh, hours of daylight. But um, why is this so meaningful to you? Yeah. So um, the the history of of celebrating the solstice is is really really rich, mm-hmm. and it's. It is while you are are correct that it is astrological. Um, a, a better word would be astronomical, um, which is where we're literally looking at the position of the Earth in the sky as mm. it relates to light and daylight. And the winter solstice is the day of the year where we have the fewest hours of daylight, and after the winter solstice, the days start to become longer and light starts to return and spring is promised. And this is a time for planning um, for your harvest and for renewal. And it's to me just visually, metaphorically, spiritually, philosophically, um, the idea of marking the day of you know the last moment of long winter and then opening up our experience to have light and f- flood in with renewal is powerful. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of coaching. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. And also I got to say uh, a John Kim ism happened because I read astronomical, but what I thought I read was uh, astrology or something with stars. And that, that's why I said, uh, we're going to talk about stars today, but we are actually uh, the stars have nothing to do with this. <laughs> well, they do this is, because this is a seasonal thing. I mean, you know, let's be real. The sun is a star. Sure. Okay. Right. So okay. you know, we we can go with that. The sun is a star, um, and and this is this this marking is all about light. Right. And uh, there's a long history of humans reckoning specifically with this day and observing it um, as early as the Neolithic period, which was wow. the last part of the Stone Age. So this was um, year 10,200 BC was wow. the first known time when when humans became aware of this exact calendar date. And I was when I was first becoming aware of the solstice as um, a holiday, I really liked um, a lot of the Norse traditions where Mm -hmm. you would have folks to your home and party and celebrate to light your house from the inside on the darkest day of the year. Mm. But 
as I've learned more about it, solstice celebrations have been present across culturally in so many different ways. Um, Roman, Scandinavian, uh, European pagans, Incan, Japanese, Iranian, the Native oh. American Pueblos, and Chinese cultures all have solstice celebrations. So what do you do for, how do you celebrate the winter solstice? I typically throw a party. I thought you would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is what I do. Um, I, I open my home to mm -hmm. all of my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a, a really specific menu that I make a huge pot of jambalaya. I make mm -hmm. a couple different big pans of, of big ziti or lasagna. And everybody knows the drill. Everybody brings food. Everyone brings drink. And, and we, we have a, a really good time. It's, it's a nice way for um, people in my life from all different areas, people in my life from all different generations to come together and, and have formed friendships over the years, knowing that every year on the solstice show up at Noelle's house and I'm going to see the same people. I love this. I never knew you did this and uh, I've never even heard of people doing this. So this is all new for me. That's so, that's awesome. For me, it started out um, as a gratitude party. Mm. And I got that idea from one of my my coaches back in the day, who also happens to be a very famous positive psychology researcher, Caroline Miller. Um, and the idea of a gratitude party for me um, stemmed from my divorce. When I got divorced, I was 29 years old and I was physically sick. My body mm. was really run down. I right. had been through a, through a lot. And in, in so many ways, I was, I was weak. I had a hard time caring for myself. I had a hard time caring for my house. And mm. so many people in my life showed up for me and literally took care of me, um, made me food. If I couldn't be at home, uh, gave me a couch to sleep on, um, mm. encouraged me to go to graduate school, um, pushed me to, to go integrate more into society, not to run and hide. And once I had kind of gotten through- This was friends or friends and family? This was friends, family, colleagues, just yeah. the entire um, wow, constellation of, of my life. Uh, and and I, I wanted to throw a party for all of these people who oh. had done something for me. So and it was I a way of giving back. For, I mean, it, it was, was my way, way of, of uh, appreciating them. Yep. It was my way of giving back. It was my way of, of showing appreciation and really leaning into um, what what we know cross-culturally is that, uh, you know, across all of the cultures that I mentioned, the, the common threads in solstice celebrations include the celebration of light, harvest, mm -hmm. the celebration of resources, luck, renewal, and community. I love it. I love the spirit of this. Uh, and also, it, it's interesting because you got divorced at 29 and I got married. You were leaving in a, as I was coming in, basically. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I love that for you after the, the divorce, it's like the village came, you know, and held you. And then this was your uh, celebrating and appreciating them. That's really Absolutely. awesome. And, and that, you know, that's so much to do with luck, right? You know, I, you know, looking back at my little 29 year old self, I was a lovable critter. I was a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> and, all, there were, were. Yeah. 
And there were so many people that were just like, oh, no, honey, <laughs> like, let's help you out. <laughs> mm. And and that idea of of community is so real and present, you know, in the solstice and in solstice celebrations and, and kind of tying it to coaching and to what we do at Lumia through the lens of positive psychology. Communities have existed throughout history to provide safety, resources, companionship, belonging, and information exchange. Mm. What has your experience been with community over the years? Um, it, it's funny because I had a very different experience than you uh, after divorce uh, because the holidays, uh, Christmas, you know, uh, being the, probably the, the hardest. Um, I was totally alone. Mm. And uh, when I was married, the, the holidays, uh, uh, things like this, whether it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, or even things like, you know, uh, celebrating winter solstice. I, 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 um, I had a lot of that when I was married because of big family. And uh, when the divorce happened, uh, that was completely elim eliminated. And so uh, I found myself alone. So there was a lot of loneliness, um, but also solitude. And I had to um, cause I couldn't make friends overnight. Right. So I had to, um, figure out how I'm going to get through the holidays, make them meaningful and not fall into uh, a depression. Wow. Yeah, wow. Really yeah. I'm, I'm sorry you went through that. Um, and you bring up a really good point that community is, is often the basis of social capital mm -hmm. where people gain access to social resources and, and really specifically psychosocial resources. And it's, it's through those roles like husband or mm -hmm. ritual, like, right, you right. know, holidays and narratives that actually give us a sense of our meaning and our identity. And when people are removed from those types of communities, um, it hurts them. It's, it's a very real pain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I learned through that experience that because uh, I used to think in my 20s that friends were extra. We don't need friends. You know, go build your empire. And then when you have time, you make friends. I thought travel was extra. And it wasn't until um, I was stripped of friends that I realized, oh, they're not extra. Community, friendships, people around you is foundational. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really surprising to me Um to hear you talk about the way that your values have changed because yeah. when I came to know you, your friendships were, were the hallmarks of your life. I met so many of your good friends. Yeah. Um, and you met me when I was coming out of it. I mean, when, you met me when I started to actually then build a little village for myself. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about building the village. Mm -hmm. um, so communities, as we understand communities in terms of, of durable social resources, once had geographical boundaries. And for better or for worse, this is no longer the case. Um, with the internet, with different social groups, with political movements, with different fandoms, um, community today is, is totally different. It's best understood as a group of people who have a common interest, or purpose or need and who share common values. Mm -hmm. How did you start to rebuild community? Where did you start as, as your kind of ground zero foundation? 
Yeah, you said common interest, and I started there. So uh, that was for me fitness, and then um, through fitness, which was the common interest that brought us in, um, friendships, uh, barbecues, you know, competitions, and and then that started. But then the other common interest was online uh, meeting people who also like me wanted to work in on its way on its ways. Uh, helping people who are going through the same thing and then um, building communities online. That mm. was also, yeah, that was also, so I had the the real life uh, communities and then I also started building um, online communities. And I got to say, and everyone knows this, especially today, um, that online communities are just as real. And we know this from, you know, Lumia. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Meeting you was actually my first introduction to the power of online community. Right. Yeah. You were you were um, a part of my uh, online community as well. Yeah. 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 When when I was back, um, kind of brought to my knees by divorce, reinventing myself, looking around, and and at that time, you know, I had even been estranged from my family during my first marriage, and so I needed to rebuild literally in every single direction. And um, I did the same thing, common interest. I um, There were a couple of different groups that I became a part of um, that were really important to me. One of them was the music scene. Right. I kind of went headfirst into touring around with different bands, which was really fun. And you have your little crew and everybody has their common purpose or need or shared values. And um, then graduate school was mm. an, an unexpected community where people were all really interested in the same thing. And that kind of intellectual common value system is what ultimately led me to find you and, you know, the TAT community and then, you know, build Lumia based on those long, those same values alongside of you. Yeah. It's interesting for you. It was, um, it was those two. So it's like we had, we had different uh, ways in, but at the same time, we also had uh, kind of two pistons going as far as communities and building communities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's important to, to know um, about maintaining community, maintaining your bonds within community, that rituals, customs, and celebrations like the solstice are empirically recognized and validated ways to build and maintain community because they offer positive emotional connection and shared experience. Mm. And studies show that when people have contact with others, that really specifically includes sharing common goals and sharing narratives, which is basically storytelling, telling your story, all of the people involved benefit through increased trust and well-being. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, you know, um, back in the day campfires, you know, and uh, uh, how that produces uh, closeness and relatability and feeling less alone and all of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and the rituals don't have to be expansive. And, you know, everyone makes fun of me, but I am a fish fan. I am a diehard fish fan and I love them. And the ritual that is baked into being a part of that community is epic and hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, how many shows have you gone to? What songs do you want to hear? 
this show? Can you call the opener for the first set? These are specific chants and dances at the shows. Mm -hmm. These are all, you know, really baked in human ways for a group of people to have a common experience. What are some rituals that you see present in the communities that you're a part of? I would say for me, um, motorcycle rides, us getting together and, you know, shooting up or down PCH. Um, we have a, 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 um, a ritual now where uh, Vanessa's friends from New York uh, and us, we meet in upstate New York uh, to pick apples every fall. Oh. So uh, we rent an Airbnb. So that's become, uh, we've done it three years in a row and that's become um, a highlight of my life. I can't like, as, as the year comes by, I can't wait to do that. Um, and then, you know, uh, back in the day, uh, Buddy and I used to have this thing called the nines and we would invite uh, purposely nine strangers, whether it was a, someone who drove an Uber or your best friend, it didn't matter. And kind of just uh, shared a meal together. And so um, I do versions of that little micro communities here and there. And so all of that, all of that is, uh, you know, those are all ways that I uh, engage. Uh, I'm an introvert. So if I don't force myself to do things like that, um, I could end up, you know, in a cave. <laughs> I always forget that you're an introvert. Yeah. Maybe, probably because we talk with frequency, <laughs> but I get it. I get it. And so, you know, as if you're listening and you you are an introvert as well, um, when you join a community that has a purpose or a goal that is larger than you, you don't have to be responsible for driving the bus in terms of planning, sourcing, holding that ritual. Um, I think coaching is is a field, a, a discipline, and Lumia especially as a coaching organization is a really great example of how the spirit of ritual and the spirit of the solstice uh, can mm -hmm. be celebrated. And coaching is a field that has so many opportunities for joining, not just our Lumia community, which is awesome, but the, the field of coaching itself, the International Coaching Federation has chapters yeah. in most cities all over the world. So we're not just talking about the United States, we're talking about international engagement. Um, and there are people who share your intellectual interests, who share your goals for entrepreneurship, for business building, business bettering. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful occupation to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, I see it uh, every time I run office hours, I see that community, um, us getting closer, support we all champion each other's stories and uh and feeling less alone i, I see the magic there and also in, in all the cohorts yeah and and even implicit in the the coach client relationship the field of coaching itself relies on shedding light on our blind spots mm -hmm. so that we can literally overcome barriers gain new resources and become the person that we've always wanted to be yeah. I can't think of a, a more positive and affirming way to work. <laughs> yeah, I know that, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of my life alone and I spent a lot of my life uh, with community and um, definitely happy, happier with people around me. And I also know that we sharpen each other through each other. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and we know, you know, how beneficial engagement is within our, our own Lumia community. And we see it 
through so many different channels, whether it's Slack channels, Facebook groups, our mm-hmm. coaching cafe, office hours, our mental group, mentor groups, um, our live virtual gatherings, resource sharing is is really the foundation of of what we do, and we've seen the incredible impact that that intentionality has. Mm-hmm. Um, so some prompts for for reflection, because if you are a part of the Lumia community, thank you. We love you. We celebrate you. If you'd like to join the Lumia community, we welcome you. Um, and if you're, you're listening and you're a solo coach practitioner, you're like, oh man, you know, <laughs> I'm sad <laughs> that I, I don't have this. Mm-hmm. Um, some reflection prompts are, you know, what can, can you do in your own sphere to bring people together in community this solstice? Mm-hmm. John, is there anything that's come up for you that you're thinking about that's been new? I don't know about new. I know that I'm drawn to nature more. I think it's going to have um, um, the celebration would be something that involves nature, friends, food, and, and, and giving back in mm. some way. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. For me, I'm going to do what I always do, cook a ton of food mm-hmm. and keep my door unlocked so people can show up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you know, as we're as we're really kind of uh, jumping through the the hoops of of the tradition towards you know luck and celebration, which comes in um, both the Roman, Chinese, and Japanese traditions. What looking past to the year that kind of ended with with all of this um, this darkness, what do you want to celebrate? What do you want to light up? the world with that was, was good for you. Oh man. What a, what a, uh, it's such a question that I, it's such a big question and something to kind of, uh, think about and to sum it up in one word is really hard. I would say, you know, I, the, the word that comes to me is hope. Um, Mm. I know we, uh, live in a, world right now where there's a lot going on it's very noisy um but i'm very hopeful i uh and i don't know if that's um you know i know it starts with a choice but i i, I uh it uh hope in, in in not only the 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 macro um the world and you know for our existence and beings but also hope um with self and my own personal story and um you know, me continuing to swim toward, you know, my island and my true north. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I think the word would be hope, hopeful. I love that. I, I'm going to join you in hope. And, you know, my hope has a lot of different wellsprings, but I have a lot of hope in humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I observe people showing up in different ways every day. And especially within our, our Lumia community, showing up to, to make a real difference in the world and in the lives of others, even if it's just by holding space. And I'm hopeful that we are getting closer to a position where folks are able to put the noise aside and grab hold of our shared humanity. Yeah. And that sense of oneness seems to be growing stronger even though 
when we look at the news or scan our phones, it may appear um, to not be the case, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Something that showed up for me that made me really excited is that the use of social media is declining. (laughs) And I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there is hope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and there there seems to be a little bit of of a wake up going on. But don't worry, John, TikTok is still like really strong. (laughs) (laughs) And because we're coaches, and a lot of what goes down with the solstice is, um, is intentions towards harvesting with the mm-hmm. spring and renewal. What do you want to put forth to harvest in the new year? Man, so many hard questions this morning, Noel. I'm sorry. What do I want to put forward? What, let, let, let me um, buy myself some time and maybe you could answer it first for the new year. Yeah. So for me, um, if I'm thinking about you know, planting seeds and harvesting. Um, my health is mm-hmm. is number one. I've had COVID like four times, and no joke, it has it has diminished the quality of of my health. And so, um, I am on a journey to get my resting heart rate <laughs> back to where it was before I got really knocked out, and to turn all of my dials on a regular basis to ensure that I have energy and clarity to continue to do the work that I really love to do. Because the thing that has gotten in the way for me has not been having enough energy day in and day out when I really need to show up and want to show up um, to, to, to create ripples in society. If yours is health, and of course I can relate to that as well as I swim toward 50, um, I'm going to say kindness. I'm going to say I've uh, um, gotten busy and forgot the importance of kindness. And when I say kindness, I'm talking to um, strangers. I'm talking about, you know, to the barista, to everyone, not only just the people um, in your, you know, life, uh, kinder to my partner, because uh, I can be... Um, fast to anger. I can be very impatient. I can be, you know, a bit of a tornado. And so, um, tying kindness to being more grounded and ultimately I think, uh, it leads to a spiritual path. So I want to plant that seed. Mm, I love that. All right. More hard questions. How can your community support you in harvesting? Um, I think, um, conversations like this where it, encourages the reminder, you know, uh, to plant seeds, you know, and, uh, a lot of times when we're having conversations, whether it's via podcast or office hours or, or in any way, um, mirrors are held up. Right. And so mm. through these conversations and through following other people's stories, um, I hold up mirrors and see what I need to, to do in my life. So for me, that's the most powerful, even individual sessions where I'm helping other people. I also get a lot out of it. Yeah. And, and for me, um, you know, I think that the way that my community can help me in harvesting is to allow grace and a reminder for rest and to have a shared, um, commitment to limit hustle culture and Mm. increase the quality of our culture instead. Yes. Yes. Quality. 
quality over quantity, depth over width is uh, kind of the theme. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and and because you know community is is active because it's give and take. Given our goals, what will you offer to your community in return? Uh, time and presence. Mm. I think uh, to me that's the most most valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to think about this because time and presence are are things that that I often give freely, and and that's also um, maybe where I over where I overextend a little bit. Sure, sure. So I think that what I might offer to my community in return is um, a deeper intentionality mm. um, that will hopefully allow for greater quality in my work, in my time, uh, in the way that I show up. I love it. Thank you for this conversation because uh, if you're listening, hopefully this is um, – if anything, a reminder, or hopefully it stirs something in you to ask yourself uh, the same questions. Yes. And happy solstice. Yes. Thank you for shedding light on something I had no idea existed. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'll FaceTime you from the party. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Be well, <laughs> everyone. Right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. <laughs>